Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Zoom and iPad. Okay. It is me, Babs, and I am here with one of my besties, <laughs> who is Riss, by the way, as you know, if you've been a yes, listener. This is Riss. And oh my gosh. Podcasting. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. You have? Oh, tell me all about them. I want to know. Well, no, I mean, nothing almost, well, wait a second. I did listen to one, a new one. Let me just. Yeah, tell me about the new. Have you listened to Smartless yet? No, I was listening to Two Guys Talking Wine. And it was Is that the name of the podcast? Two Guys Talking Wine? That is? Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, tell us about it. Don't listen to it. (laughs) Oh. All right, I'm not looking it up now, but now I'm curious. All right, what are we doing wrong? I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that because I listen to the first, because I always go, I don't know how you do podcasts, but I always go to the first episode or the first one I can find. Yes. Just so I can have a background and an understanding. So um, when I listened to these two guys, they were um, trying to be funny or not. I don't know, but they weren't overwhelmingly interesting like they weren't putting how do I say it It was they were trying not to be technical about wine but then they wound up being technical and I think that's a little bit of an issue for novices when you're talking about wine yeah you kind of have to explain it in in a sense that people can relate to you and so they didn't want to get into the point system, but then they did get into the point system and they were trying not to talk about the vintners and what they do, but then they did. And they, but, but, and they kept saying, but well, we shouldn't talk about it, but here's why. And it was just like, I don't know, it was very awkward. So I'm going to give it another shot just because I understood them, but I was just like, kind of was boring. So do you know approximately how many episodes they've done? Because you listened to the first one. I only listened to the first one. I can tell you right now how many there were. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking at the description and I know part of the problem already. They're wine writers living in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Ex- well, in that, yes, that kind of sums it up. So there were only six episodes available. Okay. But when did the wait, podcast start? Oh, wait a second. That's not true. <laughs> no. It, no, 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 no. There's uh 200 episodes wait all right so maybe their first one isn't their best one maybe go to like a more recent one and see if they're any better yeah i think so because wait i want to read this description though because it's funny two guys talking wine we're both wine writers living in ontario canada we are past presidents of the wine writer circle of canada we travel we drink wine and we know things 
We're going to share that knowledge with you. Opinionated and wine-fueled content is what you will find here. And I wish that our listeners could see their picture is so dorky. Yeah, they need a little help there. They need some help there. <laughs> you know. Okay. Oh, yeah, so they have 247 episodes. Okay. Right, so I'm going to Michael and Andre. I'm going to have to skip ahead. Yeah, you might have to skip ahead. I mean, we know our early podcasts might not have been among our best work as well. But all right. So, Interesting. However, well, I do have to make note here. And I don't know why I declined at the time. I think I just had COVID brain. But I was invited to speak on a podcast about wine. Really? So, yes. I think I might, I might have to reintroduce myself. Because they said, whenever you're ready, you just give us a call. And I was like, okay. So I think That's, I'm ready now. Yeah, you should be ready. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I love, I love that. Well, you'll when you'll have to tell me, you know, what podcast it is, when I can find it, when I can listen to it. That's very exciting. I think so. I think so. So let me. You know what? I'll do the follow up for the following podcast episode. I will look into it and tell you what happens. Perfect. Now you're drinking wine right now. Can you tell our listeners what you're partaking in? Yes, because I was going to bring that up. I saw your cup and I wanted to know what you were drinking. So I know you I go was, first. Okay. Is better. I am drinking a Chardonnay from Russian River Valley, uh, which is in Napa. And it's called Folie, Folie a Deux. I don't know that that has any meaning or anything. Huh? Can you spell that for me? O-L-I-E, ah, okay. with the little, I can't yeah. remember if it's an agu or uh, a grab or accent, yeah. <laughs> and I, I never remember. Nope. And then de, D-E-U-X. Okay, so two. Two. So, okay. I don't, all right, so yeah, something a uh, two, what does F-O-I-L-E mean in French? Let's see. Let's see if I can find it here on Google. No, this cannot be right. All right. All right. My, my English phone doesn't like this. Every time I try to look up F-O-I-L-E, it takes me to FOIL, like F-O-I-L. Okay, but what is, okay, French and then English. you got to put it. Yeah, I just want, I want French people. Where's Google Translate when I need it? If it's not translating, so it must just be a name. Okay. It just feels like it should have something else going on, though. Like, it means, like, something to two or... Right. I wonder if it says something on the label. I can get the label in a second. I can get up. I I don't feel like it, but... (laughs) You don't feel like it. I do. Yeah, all right. I think it's, it's nothing. I mean, Google Translate, yeah. Right. Whatever. That's lame. All right. Hang on, though. Back to podcasts. I want to recommend one to you. It's um, Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And it is literally one of the funniest podcasts I've listened to in a while. They just started it. There's, um, or they started it more recently. There's 50 episodes. 
And, you know, I mean, they have the premise of it is, or the format is one of the three hosts invites a guest to be on the podcast and the other two don't know who's coming. So they're surprised. Oh, that's a cool way of doing it. Yeah. And then they just have like back and forth kind of, um, you know, questions and it's just, it's really interesting. Um, they do a good job with it. And some of their guests that I've enjoyed are um, Dak Shepard was actually their first. Oh, we love him. That, that was nice. Uh, they, Neil deGrasse Tyson, whom, you know, oh, I love the renowned astrophysicist, Melissa McCarthy, Seth Rogen. They got Kamala Harris like what? within like a week or so before she was picked as the VP candidate. Oh, okay. That's cool. That was pretty cool. I mean, Will Ferrell, Robert Downey Jr., Maya Randolph, Jimmy Kimmel, Jennifer Aniston, Clayton Kershaw, Adam Stanler, Stacey Abrams. I haven't listened to that one yet. Reese Witherspoon, Conan O'Brien, and Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney did their podcast. Sir Paul McCartney. Right? Well, that's that's good. That's that's an A-lister right there. I say hot damn. A freaking beetle. He was super. That was a super interesting podcast. Like he's just this very, he's a very interesting man. I mean, I know he's probably one of the best songwriters that ever existed, but I just think outside of that, he's just a cool dude and he's interesting. And you just, he's got this vibe that you feel like you just want to be around him. It's super interesting. In fact, I'm texting you that specific episode right now just so that you can add the podcast in general to your library. It's very, very good. Oh, good. Um, you know what? I'll listen to that episode because in a couple of weeks I'm driving up to North Carolina and I think I'm going to listen to podcasts while I'm, I'm driving. All right. I highly recommend the Smart List podcast. That's a good one. Um, especially, that's a good one for in the car. Okay. Um, you know, one of my new favorite ones, which is, you know, for reading nerds, what should I read next? Oh, wait, I need that. <laughs> it's super interesting. Um, I, this woman, she started the, she, it started out as a blog, you know, back when blogs were a thing. Oh, and then yeah. Of course, then it became, um, you know, once podcasts became a thing, then she did the podcast and she basically interviews people about their reading life and their lifestyle. It says, what should I read next is the show for every reader who has ever finished a book and faced the problem of not knowing what to read next. Each week, Ann Bogle of the blog Modern Mrs. Starcy interviews a reader about the books they love, the books they hate, and the books they're reading now. Then she makes recommendations about what to read next. The real purpose of the show is to help you find your next read. Anyway, she's delightful. <laughs> she has a wonderful podcast voice. And of course, I can listen to people talk about books all day long. So Okay, well, that's good because we, you know, outside of this, not that many ways to figure out what to read next. I mean, of course, you have like uh, Oprah's book club or you have GMA in the morning will tell you summer reads but that only happens you know during the summer i know like there aren't too many ways of find unless you belong to a book club and let's face well, it book clubs yeah. never talk about the books that they're reading. i know right it's like 
the whole time they just sit there and drink and talk. And then you maybe mention like, what book did you, what book were you reading for this month? Right, right. No, I've only ever been in one book club that was serious where we did actually talk about the book. And it was funny because this very small exclusive book club was created because the neighborhood that we both used to live in that you still currently live in had a neighborhood book club. And the person who started this book club was frustrated because they didn't discuss the book and they also just didn't pick very serious reads. And we wanted to read more literary books than kind of popular fiction. And so that book club ended up being like five or six of us. And we met every two months. So only six times a year so that we could read like more substantial books. I actually have a lot of books. I'm struggling in my reading life right now. I have a lot of books going. This may be the most books I've ever been reading at one time. I may be reading 12 to 15 books right now. I don't know how you process that because... I feel like, and I have the same two damn books that I've been reading for like three months now. Is one of them Barack Obama's? Yes, and I haven't picked that up in weeks, which sucks because I was, I I will say this about that book. I now want, I feel like I need to go and read other presidential books because. Wait, did you say that's what sucks about this book? Did I say that? I don't know. No, I, I hope you didn't, because that no, would be no, what's no. wonderful. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. It doesn't, no, the book doesn't suck. I like it. But I know that I need to, now I feel like I need to go back and read more presidential books, more books written by presidents, so I can understand what they did to get there and what they had to inherit, what they came at them while they were in office and how they left it. I'm going to give you a fair warning that Republicans are not as good at writers as Democrats. So if you read like, I don't even know if George W. Bush wrote a book. There might be books written about him or if he did write it, it's nowhere near as good as Barack Obama's or Bill Clinton's. I mean, Jimmy Carter also writes wonderful books, but I guarantee you Ronald Reagan did not. George H.W. Bush did not. So you're going to find a real difference in quality. Have you ever gone so far into the past that you've read like Theodore Roosevelt or um, I mean, I don't know that presidents that had a very, very different um, world in front of them? No, no, I haven't. And I wonder, I mean, I don't know that presidents, you know, a hundred years ago wrote books like memoirs, like more modern day presidents do. I think there have been biographies written about them, right? And some of those biographies are worth reading. Like doesn't um, Doris Kearns Goodwin, who's like the ultimate historian author, I think she um, has written some biographies. Like, did she write the Lincoln biography? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember now. So, and I would probably do that, but it's just hard to, um, it, I mean. Like, obviously, George Washington didn't write his own book. Yeah, exactly. Or, but or like, like, maybe Ulysses S. Grant didn't write his own book. But those right, are, exactly. Or even Thomas, F., Thomas Jefferson. It's like, you feel like you still need to know what their world was like and what they had to deal with. 
and put it all in perspective because I feel like even, I think George W. Bush did write a book and I think it was very recently, like maybe within the last five years he wrote it. It wasn't, it wasn't right after his presidency. It was, I think it was very recently, but I'd have to look that up to double check that because I feel like, and what's interesting about him is when he talks about President Obama or the people before him, he, uh, he's nothing but uh, very respectful. Oh, yeah, which I mean, that's right. Everybody except for the joke of a president, a.k.a. Trump, um, they all had good relationships with yes. each other. I mean, they had different, you know, uh, obviously political uh, beliefs and whatnot. Um, I do have to ask you a, a quick legal question and then we can move off to another topic. Well, wait, I'm not done. I could talk about books forever. Wait, I just want to tell you, wait. No, okay, so I looked it up. George W. Bush, this looks like a picture book, maybe. It says, out of many, one, colon, Portraits of America's Immigrants, George W. Bush. Oh, this is the book. One of our friends was telling about this because, you know, he's an artist, actually. He's a painter. Yes. And he, so this book he finished, maybe that's what you're thinking of um uh no i i know about that book but i feel like they did something about his presidency but i could be wrong i mean they do try to get everybody to all the presidents but i just don't know that he wrote the book there's something here decision points um all right that's his memoir okay decision points is the extraordinary memoir of 40 America's 43rd president shattering the conventions of political autobiography george w bush offers a striking candid journey through the defining decisions of his life and gripping never before heard detail president bush brings listeners inside the texas governor's mansion on the night of the hotly contested 2000 election aboard air force one on 9 11 in the hours after america's most devastating attack and on and on okay so that is his book decision points and it came out in november 2010 um so it, and this is what that's how it is right they try to get them to write them within a couple of years after their presidency is done right right so i would read actually you know what? I would read that book or listen to it on Audible. Um, I'm much kinder in retrospect to George W. Bush. I do not think he was a good president, actually. He wasn't abysmal like Trump, but I just think he wasn't really cut out for the job. I think he's one of those people that he ended up becoming president because his dad was and he was the oldest son. I think he would have been happy just Retiring as the governor of Texas, living on his ranch and painting. I can I can get behind that statement. I don't I don't think he was bad. I, I but you know it's kind of funny. It's like when you look at Trump and then you look at everybody before him, everybody wasn't that bad. Everybody looks better. That's right. We should stop our complaining. God bless George W. Bush. God bless George H. W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, even Richard Nixon, for the love of God. Because I even think, looking back on that, if you even look at George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan or uh, George Bush, uh, and, and even, even Nixon, and he was horrible, right? I mean, what he did, but they all had this like sense of respect for the job that they were in. Mm-hmm. They had no, I mean, it was just like, and Nixon too. I mean, I, 
listen, whatever happened with him, what happened with him, but right. the idea that I feel like in the end, Nixon really felt bad about what he did. I feel, I think that most presidents, if not all of them, went and took the job trying to make it better than what, the, even if it was only in their mind, they try to make it better than what it was before them. And that's why they right. did the job. Right. Get Trump, he just, I don't know where he got this idea to make America great again. It never was bad. True, but you know that he stole that from Ronald Reagan. That was a Ronald Reagan slogan originally, make America great again. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, you're right. It is very interesting and it's definitely usually um, quite an endeavor. I don't know that any president has written a memoir as long as Barack Obama. And as we know, this is only volume one of two. I know, I know. Um, I don't even think Clinton's memoir was that long. Um, and it almost reads, I have to tell you, and we've discussed this before, Barack's um, book does read like a real memoir, like he wrote yes. in a diary. He must, yes. been, he must have been writing all this stuff down as it happens. Uh, oh, they keep, they keep notes. And I just think, but this is how, this is just how sharp he is and how intelligent and how well his brain works compared to, you know, the average person's like, just that he's able to do that, you know, and he writes everything out like on a yellow legal pad. It's just, it's fascinating yeah, to me. That's but, crazy to me. That's crazy. It is. I know. Okay. So wait. All right, so just to get off the book subject, even though I know you could discuss books uh, hours uh, and hours, I do okay, have, fine. I have a legal question that you might yes. not know the answer to, but you can give an, a, a pretty good educated guess. Okay. So President Trump, have you been keeping up with uh, current events? Uh, not so much, no, but tell me. Okay, so uh, I might even have to look it up on so I can give you the full, um, let's see what happened. Okay, so the CFO of Trump's organization uh, has decided to, um, it's not the right word, surrender, but he is, he's, um, oh, now I can't even think of the word. He's, Turning himself um, in? Yeah, in, in, in the idea that, um, they, the feds now know, have enough information to be able to look into the finances of the organization. Wait, um, he's like so turning state's evidence or something? Kind of, yes, because what they found so far was that there, there have been like uh, employees were taking advantage of gifts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So my question is, if, if they get in there far enough, can Trump even remove himself from that? It's his company. Yeah, I'm going to guess it depends on how many layers, what his plausible deniability is, right. who knew what when, you know. Plausible um, deniability, that's just it, isn't it? That's, uh, well, that's a key phrase in much of public life, right? Plausible yeah. deniability. Um, yeah, so I don't know. No, I haven't heard anything about that i mean it just I, happened today oh okay all right well i am trying to catch up on my subscription to the week magazine but i'm still like basically back at the end of april okay yeah right. i went into like a a current events abyss 
that's not even right. That must be the opposite of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that for a period of time when things were getting crazy in May, I just stopped keeping track of current events and then, you know, with the move and everything. Right. It's just a lot. Um, I, it, it totally is. So, but yeah, so that's a good segue to personal life stuff, which I know you have some, some ranting to do there as I do as well. So um, shall we, shall we update our listeners on your love of the Georgia DMV? Okay. So, uh, I have spent at too long at this. Oh, wait, by the way, what are you drinking? Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Mine is not that exciting because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just drinking a truly hard seltzer. Mm. I know. I know. It was just, it, it's too chaotic here right now for me to have. And that's prepared. easy. That's it's easy. easy. Yeah. Although I always feel like I have to add vodka to it. But like... Oh, really? That's, that's funny. I use that friend. as my mixer. <laughs> oh my God. Well, actually I can't say I've never done the same thing. So, <laughs> so, um, the DM or it's called the DDS, the department oh, of right. services here Sorry. in Georgia. Um, I could uh, hours, hours researching this hours because it's not clear. It's not written in it. And, and they, th I understand why they think it's clear, but it's not. So for the longest time, I kept thinking that August, as long as he drove his 40 hours mm -hmm. and um, uh, what was the other thing? He had, and he passed. Joshua's law class, right? Was, well, that came later, but my thought was okay. I could bypass the driving school if he did his 40 hours and he could sign, okay. sign an affidavit and then he could just take his test. Mm-hmm. So that's been going on, going on. He's been, you know, driving all this time. And then uh, back in January, this is January, I figured out that he would have to pass this Joshua Law test. Mm -hmm. Online thing. And you spend, uh, I think it's $30. And it's like, we thought 30 hours. That's what it says. It's 30 mm -hmm. hours. So you go on and that helps you bypass doing the, the uh, driving school. You have to do the... the it's either or. It's either or. Okay. However, about three or four weeks ago, Georgia announced that regardless of whether you do a school or not, you still have to pass the Joshua's Law. Now, yeah, okay. If you don't pay attention to the news, you would have never known that because I just happened to watch the local news every morning and I found this out. So I'm like, August, you still got it. You got to do that test. You got to do that test. So he started, he had since January. He started mm -hmm. working on it about three weeks ago. Okay. I'm like, all right, fine. I mean, we, you know, for our listeners who haven't or whatever, August has got his own like uh, academy going. He's teaching his own lessons. tennis academy. Yes. And so he's kind of busy doing that. And he still got his own lessons to go to and whatever else he's doing. So he's been really busy. So I kept on him for that. And as a, he's doing all that, um i'm i for whatever reason oh that's right this is what sparked it i got an a thing in my email saying hey you're scheduled for your road test on ba 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 date so wait today is friday it was scheduled for wednesday so i'm like august you gotta finish that up you gotta finish that up you gotta finish it up 
And then he had to take this other test. It was a drug and alcohol test. Yes. E-D-A-A-P or so. I don't even know. E-A-A-P. Yeah. yeah. Naomi had to do that here in Florida as well, I think. Right. So, but generally, and I don't know what happened. Maybe I signed a waiver saying he didn't have to do it. I don't know what happened because they offer it in school. Okay. So he could have taken it in school, but he didn't. So he had to do that as well. Okay. So now he's telling me as we're going through all this, I'm looking at the email that came through and it's listed. It's very confusing. It says, this is what you'll, for, okay, I'll give, uh, let me back up a second. I will give Georgia the benefit of the doubt in this respect in that they sent out a reminder. Okay. The reminder in that email was everything you had to have had and then what you need for the day of the test. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And as I'm looking through it, I got confused because it said driver's school certificate, Joshua's law certificate, EDAP certificate, beep, up, up, up. And I was like, now you're telling me he's got to go through a school? Because he has to do the six hours behind the wheel training at a certified school. That's part of the Joshua's law. Okay. okay. That's the piece, right? That's the piece. So I yeah. got very confused and disheartened. Yep. At, so yep. I went on to my uh, Facebook page for the local moms. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm very confused and I'm on the website and I can't tell what's going on. Does he need to go to a school or does he have to do do the 40 hours? So everybody said you either have to do the driver's school or you have to do the Georgia, uh, the Joshua's law. So I said, so he's done his 40 hours. He just has to take the Joshua's law. They're like, yeah, you're fine. As long as you get that certificate, you're fine. So okay. that was a weight off my chest. However, and now he had left it to the last minute, even though he had tried to do like four or five hours a day, because that's what he was doing just to get the stupid certificate. Right. It's really not 30 hours because the, the test times itself out. So it's like, you can't breeze through it in 20 minutes and take the thing and then the test and then keep going. Oh. So it's a full hour. Even if you finish the course in 10 minutes, you got to wait 50 minutes for it to wow. before you can take the quiz. Wow. Okay. So the other night, he was he pulled an all-nighter. It was 5 o'clock in the morning, and Chris found out. And Chris saw him up still, and he was like, dude, you got to go to bed. And he's like, oh, I got to keep going. Was he trying to do this before his test that was scheduled a couple days ago? Yes. So his oh. test was that morning at nine o'clock AM in Canton, which is, you know, 30 minutes. Not close. Yeah. Which is another issue because during COVID they shut down all of these places locally and right. could only schedule at some, your road tests at so many places here in the state of Georgia. So he's up all night trying to do it. And guess what? By seven o'clock, I come downstairs. He's still not done. Oh no. I had like two more hours to go. And I'm like, what, what is going on? He was so upset. He was like, I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, maybe this is just fate. The universe telling us that you shouldn't have your license just yet. I'll go on. I'll reschedule it. Let's see how far out it is. 
So, I mean, still, the local place still wasn't until September that I could schedule his test. So I still had to go to the other place in Canton, which is 30 minutes away. And the I think his test is like August 18th or something like that. So All right, so he has to wait basically another like month and a half. Right, but here's the thing. They, because <laughs> I went online and I got on a chat with this company that does the, the, the exam. And I said, he's almost on doing it. How long does it take to get the uh, certificate? And they said, oh, one to two days. So I was like, oh my God. So even if he had finished it on time, he wouldn't right, have- Right, he wasn't gonna get the certificate in time, yeah. So he finished it up that, I said, go to bed. And when you wake up later in the afternoon, finish up. So we did, and we got it yesterday. So we printed it out. We have that ready to go, but he's not ready until, he can't take his test until August. However, Starting yesterday, because today's the second, in the state of Georgia, even if you take uh, driving school, you still have to do the Joshua's Law test. Okay. So I'm telling all my friends who have kids who are taking, I'm like, listen, even if they go to the driving school, they still got to do the 30 hours or 40 hours online. Okay, right. It's always the 30 hours now if you missed it. Like, right. Missed, yeah. Well, so, you know, Naomi is still trying to get her license here in Florida. She's sitting out on the other side of the one eye, so she can probably hear me. She says hi. And it's been confusing here as well. I mean, she was on the website trying to figure it out. You know, she's already 18, so some of her requirements aren't the same as if she were younger. Like she did have to do this four hour online, like drug and alcohol awareness class, which she did. And then she should just be able to schedule a road test, but because her permit expired in June, she can't go through a third party provider. Cause there are third parties that you can go through and you can pay to schedule your driving test. But they won't, they can't do it with her because she is not a permitted driver. So she has to go through the DMV. And Jonathan said that even though her permits expired, as long as it hasn't been expired for more than a year, she doesn't have to do this quote unquote knowledge test. But the DMV only releases appointments for their driving tests like Friday. And today is Friday. And I haven't heard that anything was um, found. Was anything found, Naomi? No. No. I haven't, I haven't checked it since um, the here. Okay. Well, you should check it. Was dad checking it at all today? Yeah. And they just hadn't posted the times yet? Okay. So we're like waiting for the Florida DMV to update their road tests, which then hopefully Naomi can schedule. They don't care that she doesn't have a permit because she's 18. And maybe she will get her license, which she does want to get now, right? Oh, then she can drive you to Seaside. But, oh, my God. Like, seriously, I would make her, except her friend's going to be in town that same time, or I would literally make her. Oh, she's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, this She's like, I can't wait until I'm in the car by myself. I don't want to drive with you people anymore. And I'm thinking, you don't own a car, so good luck with that. She's looking at me. I know everybody can hear me inside the house. Apparently I'm in an echo chamber here, (laughs) but anywho, yes. So it's just, now I do have to ask you, 
your experience when you were in high school, mm-hmm. did you guys have to take a class in school? You did. Yes. You took, I took a driver's ed class after school for however many weeks. And that was to like satisfy the knowledge portion. And I did have to do a certain number of hours with a driving instructor. Right. But I don't, there was never any of this requirement. I mean, my parents didn't have to sign anything that said they had done, you know, 40 hours of driving with me or X number of that. No, not absolutely not. We did it in Which, school and then you went for the test. I mean, it's totally fine. I mean, obviously it would be good if you had more driving experience than just like the six hours with the driving instructor, right? My parents, right. my dad definitely took me out and, you know, did. We definitely practiced driving. I didn't just do driving with the instructor. Right, so, right. And I remember I had a very heavy foot and, you know, so Naomi will tell you during this whole experience, cause she just waited so long. She had no interest in driving. And then when she finally did, you know, Jonathan would take her out. I'd take her out. And she told me, she's like, mom, you're so much better than dad. He freaks out. And I'm like, yeah, cause I remember how I was when I was learning to drive. I'm like, you're a classic learning to drive person. You don't break early enough. You're too heavy on the gas. Like Right, 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 right. Like, this is the thing. I'm like, it's practice. You don't know how to, like, you know how to drive, but you're just not practiced enough to drive well. Right, right. And that, you know what? And it's funny that you say that because it's like, now that August has another month and a half, he's got time to practice things like parallel parking. Yeah. Well, and, and let's face it, nobody parallel parks every day. I mean, it's not every day. No. Yeah. And it's just like in regular parking, I think this is hilarious. He can't park in a spot where in in a regular spot where there are no cars. He goes in crooked. But (laughs) if there are other cars, he goes in completely straight. Right, right. He needs like like, I don't know what that's all about. No, I get it. Because it's like he's it's spatial relations, right? He doesn't know where the lines are. He can't see the lines. But if there are cars there, he's like, okay, don't hit those. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that has been my update on the DBS. Yeah, you can come say hi to Miss Marissa. Hello. Oh, hi, beautiful face. How are you? I always love this face. I I I am always grateful when it's happy around me. You know, it was a little mean to me this morning. Sorry. That's okay. She's like, get away. I want to spend time with you. That's not what she said, but that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Vivian and I, we went out today, so all of us went to the fitness center and oh, worked out for like an hour. Yes. And then you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'll take you girls out to lunch. I need to run a few errands. And Naomi didn't come with us. She changed her mind. She wasn't. She was a little under the monthly weather. Uh, well, yeah, it happens. But yeah, so Vivian and I, we had a crazy afternoon. We like went to Panera for lunch. We blew into Bed Bath & Beyond because I wanted to get new towels for our guests because I'm obsessed with towels now. And uh then we ran over to Target because I was like trying to find another pair of shorts similar to what I ordered online. They didn't have it, but I found Pompelmousse LaCroix or LaCroix for the people that don't like to pronounce it properly. Pompelmousse. 
and it was very exciting. And then we went over to the mall because I wanted to go to White House Black Market, which is one of my stores that I like. Okay. Oh, it just became a whole thing. It's on and on and on. So therefore, <laughs> I have not had any time today, you know, to watch Wimbledon. Oh, it makes me so, I have it on in the background at all times. It's, I'm surprised it's not, the only reason why it's not on right now is because I'm talking to you. Exactly. Well, and you know, I record everything. And so I'm always behind because I usually only have time to watch it, you know, in the evening. And uh, so I just want to tell our listeners, because if anybody knows me, they know I'm a huge Serena Williams fan. And I am so upset that she injured herself in her first round match in the first set. But I think she was, she was injured going in. No, yeah. I mean, she had her thigh taped, but like... But I want to know why. Did they say why? Because she was practicing the day before at the time. Oh, no, no. It was because she literally, she slipped on the stupid center court grass, which everybody is slipping on. Remember, the Federer-Manorino match, Manorino was beating Federer. He was going to win that match. Yeah, yeah. And then because the court was, the court is so slippery and you just catch something the wrong way. That's what happened to Serena. Her footing popped the wrong way. Something happened either to her ankle or her leg. Manorino, something happened to his knee. Novak fell so many times. It was obscene. And the only reason, knock on wood, that Novak isn't hurt is because, one, he spends a lot of time on flexibility training. Right. And, two, he just has an innate ability to catch himself when he falls, like, you know, they're talking yeah, yeah. about the time he grew up skiing before he played tennis. And so he just has a lot of good, like body awareness, knows how to fall. You know, he makes sure he doesn't fall on his arms, like his wrists, his shoulders. But yeah, I'm very upset with these Wimbledon people. I mean, I texted you. I told you, I'm like, I was yelling at the TV. I'm like telling Jonathan, I'm going to fly over to London. I'm going to go to Wimbledon. I'm going to find these people. I'm going to yell at them. <laughs> Well, they're so obnoxious. They're like, our courts are, you know, tested, blah, 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 and certified for play. And I'm like, we can all see it on international TV, you a-holes. This many people should not be falling on your stupid grass. <laughs> so annoyed, so annoyed. Yes, so on the women's side, I am voting, or voting, I'm hoping that Barbora Krajikovic, Krajikova? Krajikova wins. She won the French, the double at the French. She won the singles title and the doubles title. She's from Czechoslovakia. And because her name is Barbora, she's my new non-Serena favorite. So I hope she wins. The Wimbledon now, singles. I, at, I haven't, as a matter of fact, uh, let's see. Rogers won her match i won't say against who and so that's it's, oh no i know who rod rogers beat somebody who'd she beat because i saw that result the greek girl oh right soccer yeah 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 so that was a good win for her for so sure i'm kind of rooting for her only just because she's american because i haven't really as a rank of lost and i generally like her right um, i don't remember if stevens made it through and she played another and golf i can't remember if she Goff. made it Goff won. Goff is in the third round. 
I do like Shelby Rogers. God, I just think it would be a really a long shot for her to win the whole tournament. She might make a deep. Oh, run. absolutely, absolutely. I agree with um, you. And I like not a lot of people, but I like Sabalenka, Arena Sabalenka. You know, she's seated number two in the tournament. I oh, think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, you know, she's to me. She just seems like a genuine person. She plays with her heart on her sleeve. She's obviously a good athlete. She's putting in the work. So I'd be happy for her to win. I don't have anything against Barty. So, I mean, if Barty wins, that's okay with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I wouldn't be, that wouldn't be so like amazing to me. Right. Like, so yeah. So with the, the women's draw is definitely gonna be interesting. And of course on the men's side, I insist that Novak wins. So there can be no other result than that. <laughs> okay. But and, let me just talk about Novak for one second. Okay. I'm just going to say, listen to his interview. Which one? The most well, recent one? Yes, the most recent one. I feel like I heard snippets of something. Is this where he was talking about the grass? No. Or no. Okay, all right. Then I haven't seen it yet. It's probably recorded. I will make a mental note not to fast forward through it. Because even yes. know that. I because, mean, the well, and then, and then he does a post-interview. Right. Like, no, not the, on the court, but after that. Right. So just we'll talk about that at the next podcast because I I find it very amusing and very interesting, but very amusing. And I liked how what he was talking about. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I will make a point of listening to that or finding that tonight and listening to it. Um, Listen, I have nothing against Roger personally, but I'm no. I don't think I'm not- she's going to win. And, and quite frankly, you know, to get back to Serena for a second, I didn't think she could pull it out either. I don't, I think she's, I think she her time on, I, I think yeah. she needs to do a lot more agility training. And I need to, I, and listen, I love her. She's one of my favorites, but I think she needs to do some more agility training. Cause when you watch her practice, she struggles a little bit. I think she needs to eat. If she wants yeah. to she needs to lose some weight and do some more agility training. I mean, she's been trying to, and she definitely, you know, is slimmer than she has been in years past. I just, I'm not sure how much more she can do. Right. One of the reasons I was also disappointed about her, you know, injury, not just for the singles, is she was going to play mixed doubles with Nick Curios. And I just oh. thought that would be amazing to see. And so that's not happening. Right. So yeah, Wimbledon, there's a lot going on there. And yeah, this has been a really great tournament. You just don't, I don't really know. I think Djokovic will wind up in the finals, but it'll just be interesting to see who he winds up with because that side of the draw has just been kind of crazy. You mean the opposite side from him? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, you know, I have faith in Novak, but of course, anything can happen at any given match and you just don't know. But let's just reflect on how amazing his French Open win was to beat Nadal in the semis and then to win. I mean, he's literally now, I mean, whatever, we'll make the case. I'll continue to make it. He's at 19 majors. You know, he's one behind Federer and Nadal. I think he's going to end up with more than either of them personally. But in my mind, he's basically, I think he's the greatest of all time. And Jonathan says he just, he has to end up with more majors than Roger Federer to seal it. Right, right. 
But if he can knock on wood, win another career Grand Slam and make it a calendar Grand Slam, I mean, that's just obscene. So. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, you know, I always just pat myself on the back when from the early days, I end up picking the greatest of all time in their respective sports, Tom Brady, (laughs) Novak Djokovic. In gymnastics, Simone Biles. I mean, you know, yeah, she's so early, man. She she just had an amazing run, didn't she? I'm an early adopter of the greats. Basically, I decide they're going to be great and they fulfill it. It's okay. my blessing. It's my blessing. It's my superpower. <laughs> well, serenity now. Good times. Well, we have been recording for quite some time now. Yeah, and I I'm think very- it's good. I'm very pleased with us. I hope our listeners will enjoy what I'm going to call this bonus episode of a walk in the park podcast since we, I will release it and will not include MB's corner. So here you go, people. If you listen to it again, you know, this one isn't including MB's corner because, you know, we're doing it at an off time and sorry, MB, but you know, sometimes Riss and I get together for happy hours, which you're not old enough to join. (laughs) And therefore... Therefore, we record some podcasting, but we'll see if this even works. We don't know. They told us it was recording. Now I'm going to hit end and see what happens with the recording. Goodbye. Oh, wait, I don't want to leave, though. You don't have, no, we're not, we're not, we're not saying goodbye. No, but it to says end meeting for all. Other. How do I stop this recording thing? Just saying recording. Goodbye. There we go. Stop recording. Okay.